which was just like such a blessing, you know, like even though she wasn't able to talk to us, um, like we just sat with her and like told old stories and like, I really was like able to like have that peace. Yeah. Cause if there was anything that you wanted to say, you could. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's, that was like a blessing in disguise. Right. So like, and I honestly feel like that's why she stuck around is cause she was like, Oh, you're going to come back and you're going to talk to me. Like, you know, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, she'd been so isolated and like nobody had anybody to come to see them for the past, like three months. And they just, because of like the, the phase yeah. opening, were just barely letting people like, even have like somebody come to the door, like with the mask on, like they had somebody come to the door and um, they were able to like have somebody come and have wish them happy birthday and bring them something like they weren't allowing any of that before. And so even if she had passed even a month earlier, like we wouldn't even been able to see her. And I feel like that whole grieving process would have been totally different. And I do not feel like I would have had the same peace and sense of closure. Hey, gems. Welcome back to the show. Today, I wanted to make sure to highlight and to mention um, just the acknowledgement that there's a lot of grief right now and a lot of loss connected to, you know, the pandemic and um, our social and cultural climate. And I just wanted to thank Dr. Chrissy one more time for coming on the show and really being vulnerable and authentic in sharing something very deep and personal to her uh, recent loss that she had. And hopefully we're able to learn from you know what she says and, and gather what we can as we all learn to heal and navigate this uncertain time together. So let's jump right into the episode. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and let us know who you are and a little bit about what you do. Okay, so my name is Dr. Christina Madison, also known as the public health pharmacist. Uh, So I have been um, a clinical pharmacist for uh, about 16 years and I've been working specifically in the field of public health for the last 13 years. And um, obviously things have been really interesting lately for me since my background and my specialty is in infectious communicable diseases. So that's been um, real interesting as of late. And then, um, so I've been kind of called upon for expert commentary related to COVID-19. So I've sort of transitioned into the television media space and healthcare media contributing as of late. Um, But my passion is really helping others and um, checking in with women, minorities, and vulnerable populations. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I know that, you know, you've been super busy (laughs) in the last few months to say the least with everything going on because of your expertise. But 
you know, beyond being busy professionally, like you're still human. And so I can only imagine that you're having your own experience of everything happening, you know, in your own personal life and your relationships and family and things like that. And so juggling that I'm assuming has to be challenging at times, but um, maybe also rewarding because you get to kind of like get your hands dirty and really be helpful in a time where the world is needing a lot of support. So um, thanks for the work that you do. And um, I don't know. That's wild. I don't know. I don't know how you keep it all together. <laughs> so I feel like there's no, there's really no such thing as balance. Like I always hear people say like there's a work-life balance and that's a facade. Let's just call it out. Um, I will say that there is such a thing as harmony. Um, and so I always think about like what, what would allow for me to have harmony between my work life and my personal life. And as of right now, I will say that my work life is kind of all over the place um, because obviously I have my full-time job where I teach for the College of Pharmacy here in town and that allows me to have a clinical practice side and that allows me to mentor student pharmacists. But then I kind of have this other side of me, which is now my personal branding and my consulting business, which is the public health pharmacist. And that's allowed me to kind of explore these new versions of myself. I always tease and say I'm leaning into my professional pivot um, because I, I, if you had asked me a year ago if I thought that I would be on camera every other day, and you know would have to like get all glammed up and and make sure that i was camera ready every time i left the house i would have told you you're crazy you know but um i think really the 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 thing that is the constant theme throughout is this desire for service and my desire to give back to my community and so i feel like that's really what's the consistent factor and so you know, my work with vulnerable populations, my work with women, my work with minorities, it's always because I've, I've had this deep desire to give back to my community that's given so much to me. Yeah, I think I can align with you on that because as a mental health professional, it has been wildly busy in the last couple of months. Um, and that internal kind of motivation and passion for my purpose, which I really feel is to support people in, in rough times through counseling, um, really helps me to stay centered and grounded amongst like the storm, you know, with everything going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> it really helps to be rooted in doing something that you are not, it's not just a job. This is like, you know, fulfilling your calling. Life. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I really do think that that does something different to you and it makes it sustainable as opposed to just working a job and feeling and, and getting burnt out and it not being what you want to do. Um, I think that would be a different situation. So we've known each other since I think late last year or something like that. Well, and I feel like our paths have crossed multiple times, but I just was like so enamored with you after the Women Who Slay convention. <laughs> and I was just like, I just want to be in your space and be in your glow. Like, I just was like, I adore you. So <laughs> I love when you meet people and you're like, we're friends and you have no choice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, you're, you're my bestie now, friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, even though we've been, you know, getting to know each other more, supporting each other professionally and just um, 
just learning more about what each other does and how we can support each other. I think that especially with everything happening, um, maybe there's levels of, of people that you meet professionally or what you see like on social media and in the media, right? So people see you on TV and they're like, oh my gosh, she has it together. Like, this is great. And not that you don't have it together, but like you have another side to your life. You do experience the same stress that other people experience and, and different things like that. I know people look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, it looks like you've got it all together. And I'm like, little do you know, I'm a hot mess. So <laughs> how do you manage the two or or help to reconcile some of that? Yeah, so um, full disclosure, definitely don't have everything together. Um, but I will say that there's been, you know, decade and a half of like me, you know, putting in the work, you know, grinding away lots of late nights, lots of me studying my craft and really feeling like I can speak to something as an authority, especially as it relates to public health and infectious communicable diseases, um, that has really kind of all kind of combulated into this one moment because, you know, preparation and opportunity lead to, you know, that, that perfect moment where like you have success. So, you know, if I hadn't been prepared and had all this, you know, um, years of experience in the clinical realm and knowing all of the different, you know, things related to public health, granted, this is a new infection and, you know, we're all kind of learning, but having that background and then being presented with the opportunity of saying, hey, you know, we have this new infection, um, you know, we're being contacted by local media stations, um, you know, from the university side and they're asking for somebody, you know, that can speak to this on camera, would you be willing to do it? And the fact that I had recently reached out to a girlfriend of mine who is a media coach and we were already talking about, you know, getting into this space because this was part of my consulting business. Um, it, it really was a perfect storm because I had had the training, I had the expertise, and then I was presented with the opportunity. So, um, you know, everything related to COVID has just kind of uprooted my world, right? Not just my professional world, but my home world. So, you know, having my spouse home with our kids full time, and then me being thrust into having to work from home and my small kids, I have a two and a four-year-old and my son, um, is on the spectrum. And so he needs a lot of assistance, um, and he gets, um, you know, therapy and all these things. And so, you know, having that in conjunction with all this opportunity kind of floating around and trying to make space for everything has been really challenging. And, um, you know, there are days where I don't know how I'm going to get everything done and I want to take on other projects and I just, I just can't because, you know, I, I need to give my husband support um, because he feels like he's overworked, you know, having to deal with the kids all day. And, you know, I feel overworked because I'm the one going out and doing all these things. And, you know, it's like a piggy bank. You keep putting the money in, hoping that you get the money out, right? And it's like, I'm investing all this time and energy in these projects and hoping that it'll pay off, but you really don't know, right? Like, 
it's just like any other opportunity when it's brand new, you have no idea what the end result's gonna be. So, um, you know, to answer your, your question, you know, how am I getting it all done? I would see by the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know that's like that's for real um because otherwise you know like it's you know just just uh grace and prayer and just hoping for the best and really coming at everything with again that sense of purpose that sense of service and knowing that you know it'll all work out for the best whatever happens it'll all work out for the best you know and that's kind of what i'm approaching everything with um, and just always trying to make sure that I find time for my spouse and for my children because that time I'm never going to get back because my kids are only going to be small for so long. So, yeah, there's so many layers there. And I love that you mentioned, you know, that there's pieces to it. It's not that someone, that anyone that's successful is an overnight success, right? So you don't get doctor in front of your name. <laughs> They're not just handing those those letters out to people, right? They're not handing white coats out to people. So, um, you know, there was a lot of hours spent, time spent, sacrifice that went to you just being able to have that expertise and then being met with an opportunity and just being ready. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think that sometimes people look up and they're like, oh, well, all of a sudden you're successful, whatever that means. And then they discredit or um, don't recognize all of the blood, sweat, and tears that came before that, <laughs> all the piggy bank deposits that we're making that came before that, um, yeah. that maybe we cash in on later on. And so I love that you mentioned it because no one gets anywhere without having to do what you did, which is dedicate yourself to training, preparing, and then once you're met with the opportunity, then you can take advantage. And sometimes you're, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't have predicted that COVID was going to happen. So yeah. you didn't go to, you didn't go to medical school or whatever saying like, all right, I'm going to do this now. And in 2020, then I'm, you know what I mean? Like right. I'm going to be switching into, no, we make these deposits, um, hoping that we're moving in the right direction toward what we want our life to look like. And sometimes, you know, like you said, the grace of God, right? Sometimes we're preparing and we don't even know what we're preparing ourselves for until it happens. And it's like, what that's crazy like i never would have guessed that this is what i was preparing myself for but when you're open like you said to opportunity then as it presents itself you can say okay i'm ready to step into that and be confident in knowing that whatever it is that you choose to do like you said it'll all work out for my good at the end of the day so i love 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 that you mentioned that i love that you mentioned you know prioritizing you know time with your your family um because if nothing else has been highlighted in all of this stuff it's that what are the priorities in life right our health and our relationships yeah. that's all anyone's been talking about for the last couple of months or been dealing with for the last couple of months and so um you know to be able to make sure that those are priorities i think is key you know no, so absolutely yeah i'm right there with you i am right there with you so i know that we've talked briefly about some stuff and i can share a little bit i can be a little transparent too in, in sharing um there are a lot of people dealing with grief on many levels right now um there are people dealing with grief in the way that they have a family member or a friend that is recently um deceased 
that they have someone um, that has passed away previously that you're just dealing with life and grief comes up over and over again throughout your life at times. That's mm -hmm. I'm one of those types of grieving people. I lost my dad like seven years ago on the 5th of this month. And um, I lost my mom like 25 years ago or something like that, all within the same like month period. So all of our birthdays, all of their death anniversaries, my birthday are all within the same like month to two month period. And so I call it the grief storm. Um, there's some people who are grieving humanity like grieving on a on a grander scale um because of our climate and so to speak a little bit to that um as whichever parts you feel that you want to touch on um how do you feel like grief has either touched you or is touching people and what do you think has been helpful for you or other people that you know um to kind of walk through that yeah, so great question. And I think it's so relevant right now, um, especially because, um, you know, death and dying is already challenging as it is, but it's even more challenging right now um, during COVID-19 and during the pandemic because we are unable to really grieve in the manner that we've been accustomed to in the past, right? Which is where we do celebrations of life, where we're able to gather in large groups and celebrate that loved one, um, come together as a family, either at your church or um, have a service or, you know, go to a funeral, um, you know, a viewing, something where a lot of people are gathering together, they're holding one another, they're embracing, um, you know, we we can't do that right now during a pandemic um you know the fact that there are people you know dying alone in their hospital rooms because they're not allowed to have family members there because of fear of transmitting the virus um you know this is this is uncharted territory which is why you know i've reached out to you a couple times because i've been asked to speak about mental health um, and, you know, obviously I want to know, you know, what, you know, what things you're, you know, you're seeing and what you're recommending, because that's not my, you know, my area of expertise, you know, but I do know that these are things that we need to take into consideration. And I am a very big supporter of, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and counseling and making sure that we are doing those mental health checks on people. Um, but me personally, this has touched me because my grandmother recently passed away. And so um, we were really lucky. And I say this, um, even though she did pass away, um, she was 90. She was almost 91. Um, she was the matriarch and the bedrock of our family. She was the last of her four siblings. And so she had you know, outlived everybody. Um, you know, her mother, her father had passed, um, you know, her sisters and her brother had all passed. And so, you know, she had been in assisted living. And, you know, I'm not saying that COVID, you know, was the cause of her, her death, but I think it was a contributing factor because she was in assisted living and we weren't, we weren't able to see her. We weren't able to visit her. Um, you know, for the past three months. And so, you know, not having that support system, not being able to see your loved one, um, you know, it was really hard for us, but I think it was even more difficult for her. 
And so when they called us and said that we could come and see her because they thought she wasn't going to make it through the night, we felt so blessed that we had that opportunity that so many other people have not had. And, you know, at that point, she was already on hospice care. And so we went um, and when we saw her, this was my mother and I, um, cause my mother is her only surviving, um, child. Uh, and, um, you know, we sat with her, she seemed like she was, you know, in some distress and we really didn't think she was going to make it the night. And so we went home, I kind of came, you know, to my own piece, what I needed to for my own closure. Um, and then she lived for three more days. And we had those three more days with her and it was blissful and it was so wonderful. And we got to sit with her and we told her old stories and talked about how much we loved her cooking. And, um, you know, it was just really wonderful, you know? And I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. And I just want people to know that it's not just them. It's happening to a lot of people. And you're not alone. It's really, it takes a lot um, to go through an experience like this. It takes something else to talk about it. And so, you know, on so many levels, I see you and I hear you and I appreciate you for sharing because I can only imagine how many people are going to listen to this and, and it resonate with them, you know, because I feel like sometimes we try to avoid um, what we or society views as ugly. Like we're scared of death. We don't want to talk about <laughs> death. Oh my gosh. Like, let's yeah. not talk about that sad thing. Let's not bring the mood down. Right. Positive. Right. Vibes. <laughs> but life isn't just all positive vibes. Like we're all going yeah. through some really serious, challenging, heartbreaking um, experiences, especially right now. And for you to share, you know, your experience and your story is just commendable. So I really appreciate you for that. And it's just so, it's so on so many levels, I can't even begin to, <laughs> to address because I'm like, it's too deep, you know, um, to be absolutely honest, you know, what is today, June 1st, my partner's daughter lost her mother on May 20th. And so that was completely unexpected, completely not wow. COVID related. Um, but yeah. just it being that we're in the place that we're at right now, it mm -hmm. does make things different. It does change how we're able to grieve and what we can and cannot do. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, like, because it happened now and let's say not April, right. And of mm -hmm. March, there are differences, there are uh, silver linings that we can see. And I think that with everything going on, like depending on who you are and where you're at in your journey, this is really forcing us. I, the other day I sat and I was like, wow, I really take some things for granted. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm just grateful on a whole, I thought I was grateful before. I'm grateful for things on a whole new level because of this experience. Yeah. And 
I don't know if that's like trying to be an optimist or, you know what I mean? Like trying to just help myself manage that experience. But I think that regardless of what the intention is, that it, it helps you get through the experience. But if that's not how someone is managing it, if someone's listening and that's not how you're doing, you're doing really bad um, and everything sucks, that's, that's where you're at and that's what's going on. And that's okay too. Like it's valid. It's honored. You know, we see it, we hear it. And so I think that aside from just trying to make ourselves productivity our way through quarantine or, or, um, which by the way, you don't need to do, like, (laughs) it's fine. If you don't like start a business and like a whole new empire, like that's fine. Like you don't need to do that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's the vast majority of people which is completely fine by the way (laughs) yeah like if you just slept for the last two months great like if you're just catching up on tv shows wonderful um all of it is okay and not to compare our experiences to other people's experiences or what they're doing to be mindful and honor ourselves where we're at as far as what we need if that's um monitoring our intake of media monitoring monitoring who we talk to and listen to and all of that stuff is okay if we need to be more highly boundaried while we are struggling there's nothing wrong with that if we need to loosen our boundaries and be vulnerable um because something is going on and we're used to being the strong person and people come to us and and we're really having a hard time but we don't feel like we can lean on anybody it's okay to find somebody to lean on now um because again we are in uncharted territory. This is unprecedented. There's no manual for what we're dealing with. And so, um, yeah, it's just wild times. It's just wild times, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for your listeners, you may not know this. Um, I am brown. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> they don't know. And I just want you to know, like, this is disproportionately impacting people of color. And so it's like, not only is it the trauma of me being a healthcare worker and having to go into a clinical space and being concerned about contracting the virus and coming home and giving it to my family, but also the fact that this is disproportionately impacting my, my community and that you know, it was already hard to be black in America. And then like on top of it, now we're having to deal with all of these, you know, uprisings over, you know, the, you know, the, the, the death of, you know, one of our citizens at the hand of law enforcement. So it's, these are challenging times. And Again, the one thing that I will say that I keep coming back to is this just desire for service and the desire to give back. And that's really, I feel like what's helped me the most during this time, because if I hadn't had that desire for service and desire to give back and to be community minded, I don't know where I would be. Because like one of the first things that I was able to do was when we started um, figuring out that wearing face coverings and masks was something that the general public could do to help stop the spread, I started, 
you know, partnering with people who were making homemade face masks and I was like delivering them all over town. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, I felt like I was like the mask fairy, but I was like running around all over town trying to like help people get PPE and even like former students of mine that were working in the pharmacy, which is totally frontline, right? Where people would come and have symptoms and be coming to pick up medications. And I was like, why are you guys not protected? Like, why is, why are they not providing you guys with PPE? And when we couldn't find it anywhere, like anywhere in the country, like, you know, the federal government was like, you know, diverting all these, you know, supplies to the strategic national stockpile. And it was FEMA and it was HHS. And it was just like all this fighting. And I just was like, I can do something. Like, even if I can just help one person, like I can help that one person, you know? And so, you know, that was, that's where I, I, I'm coming from. I'm coming from that space of, you know, service and giving back to the community. And actually right now I'm in the process of um, putting together a blood drive. Um, so my students are helping me with that so that we can start getting people who've recovered from COVID to donate plasma so that we can start using convalescent plasma. So like, we don't have a treatment, we don't have a cure, we don't have prevention right now, but I can do these little things and, you know, be a voice of reason and be a reliable source for factual information for the public. And it helps me get through the fact that, you know, I've lost a personal, you know, family member and that, you know, my community is being disproportionately impacted. So it's like all these little things, these little wins are helping me to get through my grief right? Because it's not just the grief of a physical loss of a person, but I'm also grieving the loss of the business that I thought I was going to have at the beginning of this year, because I was about to launch my business at the beginning of this year, which was professional speaking. And me, and I had booked all these keynotes that all got canceled. The so, it's like, so it's like, I'm having to like, totally pivot and having to mourn the loss of the business I thought I was having and now turning it into something else, which may be a blessing in disguise. And I don't know, but I'm putting in the effort and I'm showing up every day and I'm trying to be positive. And I'm just hopeful that, you know, that that'll show up and people will see that. Yeah. From everything that you're mentioning, I just can't, it keeps coming back to my mind to focus on the little wins, focus on the things that you can control in the situation, even if they're small, and allow that to be what helps you to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Um, and for everyone, those little wins might look different. The little win might be getting out of bed today. The little win might be, you know, um, non-real clothes and not pajamas. There you go, right? Like not strangling your partner. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, the little ones <laughs> will, will look different for everyone. But I think if we can focus on those in a time where there's so much that's out of our control, um, that it can help us to wade through this as we learn and figure out how to deal with the new normal, whatever that looks like or whatever that's going to be. And so I so appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing your gems and being vulnerable and honest. Um, it, 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 you can never go wrong 
when you're authentic. And that's why we're best friends. Um, because I just really, cause I know, seriously love do love you. And like, I text you and I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like girl, what can I do for you? Like, how could I, I'm like, we got to get on the show. Like we got to get this date on the calendar. Like, come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I it's 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 so nice to have authentic genuine people in your life and so I really do appreciate you as one of those people in my life and um you know where can we support you I want to make sure that we get that information to find you on social media and support you however we can yeah so um you can find me at the public health pharmacist so that's Facebook Instagram um, I, my, I, my IGTV channel, and then I also, um, have a YouTube and then I also have a podcast as well. Um, and then on Twitter, it's at the public health RX. And then my website, my professional website is the public so we will make sure to come over there and support you, follow, like, comment, click, all that fun stuff, subscribe, um, because you do have a lot of great information that you're sharing. So thank you for, for doing, you know, the work that you are called to do. And I just love you and think you're the greatest. So again, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing for mental health as well. It's so needed. And one thing I am really hopeful for is that because we are now having this national dialogue, that we will be prioritizing mental health and mental health services um, in our country more because of this crisis and because of the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. So we'll talk to you next time, Gems. Make sure that you subscribe, that you click all the links in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend, whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media. It helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.